and welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Uh, here you have news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. And I'm your host, Fred. Uh, today we continue our foray into greed, deceit, and drama in the South, the uh, so-called audio soap opera, Eye of the Storm. Uh, last week we were introduced to the colorful characters of this small southern town. Today we'll learn a little bit more about the oil war as it continues. Uh, we'll also be followed shortly after episode two. Uh, we'll have a, a short chat with the author and uh, one of the actresses of this fine uh, and exciting uh, dramatic production. So enjoy for now, uh, episode two, Eye of the Storm. Roger, my boy, that Willis Point property is as good as ours. It's as if the gods are smiling down on me. Vernon, I don't mean to be a wet blanket, but Ben Chamberlain didn't file your escrow papers before he killed himself. What if Delilah Dane gets to it first? You don't think I'd leave something like that up to chance, do you? Turns out my old polo partner Daniel Hubbard owns that escrow company. So he agreed to sell you the land, even though Ben signed Delilah's oil leases? After a little persuasion, he came around to my way of thinking. <laughs> they always do. I wouldn't celebrate until you have the deed in your hand and Delilah's leases declared invalid. It's being taken care of as we speak, my boy. Defeat is not an option here. With our Willis Point wells running dry, we must have that land. I can't believe the two deposits are actually separated by 500 feet of shale. Jack Reynolds says there's no record of it ever happening anywhere else in the world. That's why it went undetected for so long. And all this time we thought it was one deposit. Our deposit. It really doesn't matter, Roger. Soon it will be mine, shale and all. Darlene! Lionel, what are you doing here? Business meeting. It's good to see you. I'm here with Daddy and Roger. I was just going to freshen up. You look radiant. You haven't returned any of my phone calls. I know. I'm sorry. I've been very busy with my new position at Montgomery Oil. Come on, Darlene. Don't you think we're a little beyond white lies to spare each other's feelings? Okay. I, I really don't know what to say to you, Lionel. Honestly, I can barely look you in the eyes. Why? We're still friends, aren't we? How could we be after what I did to you? I feel like I did nothing but use you. I didn't go into this with blinders, Darlene. I knew you were a married woman. Not to mention Vernon Montgomery's daughter. I should think you would never want to speak to me again. I think that's what you're hoping for, because you're afraid. Afraid? Afraid of what? Of your feelings for me. You weren't leading me on that much. I know that for a fact. Lionel, don't. Daddy and Roger are right in there. And I think you're afraid you won't be able to control those feelings because I'm the only one you really want to be with. Lionel. Sorry, I shouldn't have kissed you like that. I can't argue this way anymore, Lionel. Please, respect my decision. You'll pay for this one, old man. Vernon? Daniel, thank you for coming under these terrible circumstances. Poor, poor Ben. Please, sit down. Let me get you a drink. No, none for me, thanks. Actually, I'm here celebrating with a friend. And I can just imagine what you're celebrating. I'm paying you triple what the land is worth and a modest cut of what is under the ground. Soon we'll all be celebrating. <laughs> yeah, well, something tells me not all of us will be celebrating today. Oh, yes. Poor Delilah. Did I hear my name? Perfect timing, my dear. 
wouldn't want you hearing this news from a stranger. What a coincidence. I have good news of my own. Isn't that right, Danny? Well, it sure is, honey. Well, Vernon, she offered me things that you never could. You remember, don't you, old boy? Hmm? What the hell is going on here? Oh, it was so wonderful. We were able to renegotiate a deal that was, well, mutually gratifying, Danny. Oh, in so very many ways. You're a fool, Hubbard. I'll grind you into dust. No more empty threats from you, Vernon. I'm sitting on the biggest oil strike in Louisiana's history thanks to 500 feet of beautiful shale. You know what makes it even better, Danny? What's that, my dear? It's all this greedy bastard has always assumed was his. And it still is. The day I let you take one drop away from me will be the day they bury me. You just try and stop me, you miserable old fool. Daniel, shall we? You're making the biggest mistake of your life, Daniel. Hmm. I think I'll take my chances. Vernon? Oh my god. Vernon, are you okay? I was hoping I wouldn't be forced to... Forced? To do what? That oil is mine, Roger. A shale barrier won't stop me, and neither will that foolish little girl. Look at him. I think that vein in his neck is about to burst. Oh, revenge is so sweet. I've known Vernon for a long time, Delilah. He's gonna come back with bigger guns. You can count on it. Let him. There's nothing he can do to me now. We're all going to be rich beyond our wildest dreams, and Vernon's reign of terror over this town will be over. Yes, well, don't forget, Vernon's already that rich and twice as influential. Excuse me, I don't mean to interrupt. Lionel Sinclair, you are most certainly never an interruption. Please, sit down and have a drink. And you know Daniel Hubbard? Yes, of course. Good to see you. Likewise. Delilah, I couldn't help but overhear your good news. I really think we should talk. I would love to do business with you, Lionel, but Sinco Refineries can barely handle the amount we pump now. I'll be pumping five times that within a few weeks. The only reason for that is because we refine Vernon's oil, too. But what if I were to say dump Montgomery oil on its collective ass? You can't do that. Don't you have a contract with him? He'd own you before the ink dried. It can be broken. I made sure of that. The only reason I kept refining for him is because of some ridiculous deal he made with my father. But Daddy's dead now, and I don't know that miserable son of a bitch the time of day. <laughs> Poor Vernon. I almost feel sorry for him. It was just awful, Mother. I have hurt Lionel so deeply. He knew you were a married woman, Darlene. He really has no one to blame but himself. That's exactly what he said. He accused me of being afraid of my feelings for him. God help me, I think he's right. Your father should be hung from an oak tree for manipulating you like this. You know, Mother, strangely enough, I'm not that upset with him. He honestly believes Roger is the best thing for me, and he wants me to be happy. You really shouldn't defend him. He doesn't deserve it. Maybe not. But I do love my new position at Montgomery Oil. 
And it is true a divorce would create such a scandal. It's amazing how he always seems to get what he wants. I'm trying to organize the Harvest Ball. Come in, Teresa. It's really going to be something this year. All of the proceeds are going to help the refugees in Afghanistan. I'm sure it will be lovely, dear. I hope you'll be able to attend this year. I'll try. Good heavens, Mother, look at all those pills. How much medication are you taking? Nothing that the doctor doesn't prescribe. Thank you, Teresa. It's no wonder you never leave the house. Oh, stop exaggerating. Why, I was just in town yesterday. For a doctor's appointment, Mother. What are all of these pills for? My nerves, my headaches. You know how bad they are. I think I feel one coming on now. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to upset you. I'll go and let you rest. Yes, that would be best. Thank you, darling. Teresa? Yes, Miss Darlene? Does my mother take all of that medication every day? Oh, yes, ma'am. Am I doing something wrong? Mr. Montgomery gave me very strict instructions. No, it's fine, Teresa. Thank you. Yes, Miss Darlene. I know exactly what to do. I'm telling you, Mr. Montgomery, it's far too risky. The results could be devastating. Now, Jack, as my lead geologist, you know I pay you to tell me what I want to hear. And what I want to hear is how you're going to make this work. I know it will. I can feel it. Please, you have to listen to me. You can't go through with this. Sorry I'm late. What the heck did I just walk in on? Roger, you have to help me convince him. Convince him of what? Jack here's just being overly cautious. Desperate times call for desperate measures. I think I'm going to be sick. Would somebody like to tell me what's going on? It's simple. I'm going to take back what's rightfully mine and crush Delilah Dane while I'm doing it. You need to let this go, Vernon. We know for a fact that it's two separate oil deposits. That means two sets of leases. Face it. You've wrung all the oil out of yours. Not necessarily. Oh, God, this is insane. What's that supposed to mean? I'll tell you. He wants to breach the shale barrier between the deposits. <laughs> sure. And how the hell are you going to do that? Simple, my boy. With a half dozen of these little beauties. I hope those aren't what I think they are. The latest military explosives... These weren't even used at Tora Bora. You see? This is insane. I don't even see how it's possible. When I learned what was happening, I had three 8-inch shafts slant-drilled 200 feet into the shale barrier. The charges will be placed in the shafts backfilled. And what's going to happen when you set those charges off? Jack? In theory, the barrier could semi-collapse. It would flood our deposit, essentially making it one deposit. One deposit, one set of leases. My leases. And in theory, what else could happen? It could also cause our oil wells to catch fire. Well then, there's no way I'm going to let you do this, Vernon. I'm sorry. Thank God, finally, someone who listens to reason. We're finished here, Jack. See to the preparations immediately. Fine. I hope you can talk some sense into him. Roger, now is not the time to go soft on me. 
I need you now more than ever. I've always gone along with you, no questions asked. But not this time. Jack's an expert. He knows what he's talking about. My God, it sounds crazy. I can't let you do it. I noticed you moved back into the mansion yesterday. At Darlene's request? Yep. Just like I predicted she would. I'm so glad I could help you in your hour of need. I see. I'm so glad we understand each other. Darlene Montgomery. What a pleasant surprise. Dr. Garrett, thank you so much for seeing me on such short notice. You know you've always been my favorite little patient. Now what can I do for you? Is something wrong? No, I'm fine. It's Mother. Amelia? I just saw her yesterday. She had a fine checkup. Did something happen? No. It's just that when I was sitting with her this morning and Teresa brought her medication, I was stunned when I saw how much she's taking. I see. I know Mother has problems and she's always taking medication, but it just seemed odd. You know I can't discuss specifics with you. I realize that, Doctor. So just tell me, are all of those medications really necessary? It's not uncommon to use a combination of drugs when dealing with psychological conditions like Amelia's. Unfortunately, many of those drugs can produce rather unpleasant side effects. We often use other drugs to counter those effects. It sounds terrible. It sounds much worse than it really is. I assure you, it's much better than the alternative. I suppose you're right. Now, young lady, I've known you your entire life. Do you think I would prescribe something to any of my patients unless it was absolutely necessary? No, of course you wouldn't. I'm just being silly. I've taken up enough of your time. Thank you, Dr. Garrett. Mother, it's me, Darlene. You're having a dream. Oh, Darlene. Vernon, what if we're doing something we're going to regret? Well, it's going to go just as I planned it, Roger. Why, I doubt you'll even know when the charges go off. I just keep hearing what Jack said. We should at least shut down our whales. Disguising ourselves as a survey crew was a stroke of genius on my part. If we shut the whales down, we'd draw far too much attention to ourselves. Besides, all my crews know what to do in case of fire. They're very well trained. We're putting their lives in jeopardy, Vernon. Have I told you how happy I am to have you back here at the mansion? It didn't seem right while you were away. I said I'd go along, Vernon. That doesn't mean I have to like it. I'll meet you in the car. Oh, Roger. I'm so glad you're still here. I need to talk to you about Mother. Can it wait? I'm dealing with a business problem. No, it can't. I have never seen her like this before. Look, Darlene, I'm sure she's fine. Didn't she just see Dr. Garrett? Excuse me. I didn't mean to bother you. I was wondering how long it would take for you to get back to your old self. That's so unfair. We're both under a lot of stress at Montgomery Oil right now. Can't you show me just an ounce of understanding? Try and remember what it was like to be my wife. What is the matter with you, Roger? You thought I didn't see you talking to Lionel Sinclair at the club, did you? Well, I did. So what? We were just talking. 
Don't start thinking you're going to control me like before. Oh, I see. So I'm not supposed to have any feelings at all. I was a drunk. I was a bastard to be with. I know it all, Darlene. You tell me often enough. That's not true. You remind me every chance you get. I'm starting to wonder if I'll ever have your forgiveness. I've even gotten it from the almighty Vernon Montgomery, but not you. Daddy wasn't sleeping next to you. I was. There you go. It's all my fault. It always will be. Just look at those drills, Lionel. Soon we'll be pumping more oil than you can handle at Senco. Oh, I can handle anything you send my way, Delilah. Oh, really? Even this? Mm. Mr. Montgomery, please consider what you are about to do. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm protecting my future. And what if the shell doesn't absorb the explosion? You heard, Jack. Our whales could catch fire. At least let me shut them down until we know it's safe. And risk drawing attention to ourselves. Nothing's gonna happen except that we're gonna have back what we're entitled to. Mm. Mm. Delilah, we can't do this. What about Daniel Hubbard? I thought you two were- Daniel was, was just a means to an end. I could never really be with a man like him. Not really. So why me? Because you hate Vernon as much as I do, and it turns me on. I know why I hate him. What'd he do to you? Oh, God, this is insane. Vernon, just think about this. Enough thinking. It's time for action. Three, two, one. I've never told anyone why I hate Vernon so much. But I think I want to tell you. I feel like I can trust you. Of course you can. Go on. All right. About five years ago, Vernon was on a business trip. Fire! Oh, God. What the? What the hell is that sound, Lionel? I don't know. Oh, my God! Look! Oh my it's God. one of Vernon's oil wells! It's on fire! Next time on Eye of the Storm, Amelia's taking back her life. How much medication are you taking? Teresa doesn't know it, but I started flushing them down the sink last week. And a ten-year mystery unfolds. I think I've been there. Been there? To that lake in my dream. But will her search for the truth? I've never been hypnotized before. Lead her to the man of her nightmares? Please. Who are you? No! Next time on Eye of the Storm. And that was the second episode of Eye of the Storm, a riveting radio soap opera podcast at www.radiosoap.net. You can go there and immediately download about a dozen more episodes, learn more about the cast and characters, both those in the story um, and the cast uh, who play those characters, as well as some links and resources to uh, other shows like this one. And uh, I also actually had the opportunity to talk to the creator of the show, um, J.R. Benite, as well as one of the actresses. And I hope you enjoy uh, their comments. Uh, It was a lot of fun talking to them. Today on the phone, I've got J.R. Benite, the uh, producer, director, writer of uh, Eye of the Storm, and Susanna Fuller, the voice of Delilah, 
Dane, um, the uh, sultry uh, lady there on the show, and uh, they are all podcast uh, part of the podcast Eye of the Storm, a soap radio soap opera telling about oil lust, deceit, and betrayal in Lafayette, Louisiana. Jr. Uh, Susanna, welcome to Radio Drama Revival. Thank you. Thank Great you. to be here. <laughs> and you guys are uh, tuning, calling in today from uh, Washington State. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. In we uh, introduced uh, Eye of the Storm last week. And uh, hopefully some listeners have gone on and uh, heard more of that or were, were familiar before we even played it here on the show. But uh, for those who are unfamiliar, um, what does uh, what brought you to the uh, territory of uh, Louisiana for uh, creating Eye of the Storm? Uh, well, you know, uh, I've always been into soap operas, but, you know, quite frankly, there's never really been one that was set in the South, uh, with the exception of, of Dallas which was primetime soap, and I think there was one other during the day uh, back in the 70s. But uh, I, I've always thought to myself, being from a, being from a very southern family, I, I've always thought, wow, these people, these people are just bred for a soap opera. <laughs> 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 so that's why I, did, I thought Louisiana, you know, and, I, and originally when I wrote this, this show years ago, I, I actually uh, had set it in Savannah, Georgia, uh, and entitled it Savannah. And then uh, a year later, the uh, TV show Savannah came out um, uh, and, and was a soap opera. And I went, oh, well, we'll just shelve that for a while then. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. And, and backing up for a second, um, for people who haven't, aren't familiar with Eye of the Storm, you want to just sort of uh, fill, uh, fill us in? Oh, absolutely. Eye of the Storm is a radio soap opera for the masses. That's how I like to describe it, because it's got a little something for everyone. I, uh, I've always thought that those old radio soaps were so great, and, and the radio shows, too, not just the soap operas, but, but all of those old radio shows, you know, The Shadow, uh, all of those, it was, they were great, because you really had to use your mind's eye and your imagination to create a visual for yourself. And I always, I always think that what I come up with in my imagination is far better than anybody in Hollywood is going to be able to come up with. Sure. So it, 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 you know, it really, it really just leaves everything so open. It, it really gives me the, it really affords me the opportunity to go places that I know perfectly well I wouldn't be able to go if I had the visual element to go along with it. So I really enjoy that, that, that creative aspect of, of the whole the whole radio venue, and I and I think it was a, it was a sad day when it when it when it uh, uh, fell to to video. Yeah, absolutely, and that's how how most of us feel over here. Uh, of course. <laughs> uh, so, so that okay, so that tells a little bit about why uh, you went for it as an audio program. Um, but when you were first approaching it, did you uh, consider uh, doing it for radio, or uh, uh, how did you end up uh, making it a podcast? Well, it and it does it it does air on on some internet radio stations, and mm-hmm. I've consi- I considered doing uh, a, a kind of a serialized deal where I could send it to maybe public radio stations and stuff. But really, when you when you look at it, the internet is where everybody is turning for mm-hmm. entertainment. They're mm-hmm. not turning to broadcast anymore, um, and I so I thought the best way to reach as many people as possible is to go with the trend. And that was internet and podcasting. 
Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, as we heard, it's a really great show. It's got, um, a lot of, uh, drama obviously in it, but, um, it also is a little more complex than, uh, you know, other types of soap operas out there. And, uh, to be honest, uh, when I first heard audio soap opera, I'm like, uh, oh, what am I getting myself into? Uh, but, but I loved it. I think it's, I think it really, you could just say drama and that would be true. Well, you know, the fact of the matter is, is I wanted to steer away from the, the traditional, soap opera because uh, you know the daytime soaps their following is is their following is huge and and their fan base is vehement to their to their shows however you know the fact of the matter is is they move very very slowly <clears throat> and if you're not a big fan of those kinds of of shows then you're not going to want to mm-hmm. just tune in you know and and pick up it's it's going to be very boring for you and i and i specifically wrote this to where there is something happening literally in every scene to keep that it, little mini cliffhangers, if you will, where there's no, I'm trying to keep that, that, um, stretched out, boring element out of eye of the storm. Okay, good. Well, that's, you know, even the first episode, a whole lot happens. Uh, and even, even more happens by the second episode, it gets see, uh, even quite crazy. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's wonderful in that way. Oh, well, Till you hear the 16th episode. That's where we're at right now. <laughs> uh, we're still working on it. Yeah, we're um, on a roll now. <laughs> awesome. So, um, okay, so you, you've got Susanna on the line. How, when you uh, wanted to start producing this, go from your idea or your scripts uh, to the actual production, um, how did you approach that? How did you get people? How did you uh, approach the recording session? Uh, all that stuff. Well, a lot of the recording, the original recording, took place in my home um, on via the computer. Uh, but to be honest with you now, I only have a couple of people that, that re- come and record with me. Otherwise, uh, these lines are all sent to me um, through the Internet, via the Internet, and they're recorded um, individually. A lot of these people have not even met one another. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Which is, And there's even a few of them that I've never met face-to-face. Yeah. That's that's a real yeah. kicker, huh? Yeah, that's a real <laughs> statement to the internet for sure. It, it really, it sincerely is. But the re, the way I approached it was after I had written the script and really had committed to doing this and realized that I had the the technology and the capability of doing this, then I put out a casting call on um, on a a website email group uh, called. Seattle Callboard, I believe it is, Susanna. Is that is yes. I can remember I don't know that if you far. Craigslist too, but yeah, yeah. I remember Seattle's and Callboard. I put, yeah. And I put and I put a I put a, a a call out, and the amount of of response that I got was, I, I was I was stunned. <laughs> I was stunned how many how much talent there is out there, and how many people were willing to climb on board on a rolling project like this. And, and really commit to it and to have the level of talent that I have ended up with. I feel uh, very fortunate, and I, I realize that I had a lot of luck on my side there. Sure. And how did you get involved, Susanna? Well, I, uh, you know, I like to peruse through, and I have the regular listing sent to me of um, Actors Call Board. And uh, so I like to peruse through there and see what's up and what's current and what people are looking for and those kinds of things. And had um, had my voiceover demo all finished and all those kinds of things and it just really sounded intriguing when I when I uh, picked up his listing and I I debated about it for a while and I thought oh shoot and he's not even that far away from me because I wasn't set up at that time I'm working on it uh, <laughs> but I wasn't set up at that time to get 
to be able to MP3 something over to him. So I met up with him, and we discussed some things, and I did a couple of different reads for a couple of different characters, and he decided he liked me in the role of Delilah Dane, which after we've done a few episodes, I, I just love this character. And so, you know, I become... Sure. How could you not love Delilah? Yeah. Well, it, it's 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 wonderful. So obviously, um, you you don't you know it's quite convincing the uh, the sense of setting, but you aren't obviously um, a southerner yourself, then, Suzanne. Is that true? Oh well, I certainly hope so. You know, I have grown up around a few people who you know had some type of an accent. Of course, a lot of it was uh, from uh, South Carolina because I have some. My, my sister married into that, and so, you know, then, then you wind up sounding more like Mama. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this here, I you know, the only thing that came to my head was uh, I was thinking, okay, now, Louisiana, okay, Louisiana, where have I heard accents from Louisiana? And I'm thinking, well, there was Heat of the Night, and then uh, also the person that just came to mind, and that's who I have in my head when I actually do Delilah, is Dixie Lee Carter. Mm-hmm. I I just love her voice. You know the one from Designing Women. Okay. Mm. Oh, I know yeah. what you're talking about now. And so, you know, and you know, she's kind of a classy dame, and and of course she's she's just got a little bit of that accent, and it just sounds you know so warm and down to earth and those kind of things. And it's been very fun. I, I love accents. I love uh, you know different languages, just the sound. So. Um, I, I pick up on things very quickly, and I, I really enjoy doing that. And people think I'm making fun of them, but I just start talking like them after a while. So <laughs> it's an easy thing to do. Sure. Well, it says here that you, you, you um, you're a singer, songwriter. You've done other voiceover um, and acting talent. How is this um, alike or different from the other stuff you've done? Oh, um, well, I think it's been really neat because I've been able to especially focus on one particular character. And as we get new episodes going, you know, I just become more of that person. I become more shaped through the writing and through how I portray that person and how I say my lines. And uh, it's been really wonderful because a lot of the things that I've done, we've done uh, comedy dinner theater and different things where we do something monthly and we would do lots of different skits. And that's where I begin to pick up some of my characters, but I don't usually get to do them consistently long enough to where um, I really become that that person as solidly as I have with Delilah. So uh, I really love that aspect, and and uh, Jr. kind of gives me a pretty much free reign of you know how I feel like I would say this or that, and occasionally he'll get, he'll he'll tell me. You know, why don't you redo that line? Or like all my children doesn't give Susan Lucci free reign, huh? I have to do the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So you know, it's really wonderful that way because it uh, it just gives me the the choice of how I fit my character and and uh, you know how she wants to be portrayed in a lot of different ways. Even though you know the the words can all be the same, but you can read it different ways. Sure. So uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. So, yeah, it's just um, very enjoyable. I love working with JR. Uh, we have a good time doing it. And, I, you know, I just sit there and twiddle my thumbs waiting for the next episode to come out. <laughs> so, what am I doing next, you know? Aw, yeah. this is why she's my diva. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how do you feel about the, uh, you know, the response? Have you gotten um, some good uh, feedback uh, about the uh, episodes so far? 
We've gotten excellent feedback. I, I you know, I, I don't believe I've gotten any neg- negative feedback with the, with the exception of I need opening an opening sequence, right, which right, right. I'm working on will be on episode 17. That's so, <laughs> but I get the, the, the response to it has just been wonderful. I, I've just gotten incredible feedback and it, it feels so good because, you know, when, when you're writing and, and, directing and producing this thing in the beginning, I have to say, you know, your confidence isn't real high. You're you're tossing around things like, gee, am I just doing this for myself? Is anybody really going to listen to this? Is anybody going to like this half as much as I do? And surprisingly enough, wow, there's quite an audience for it. So... And how have you got? How have you gone about uh, reaching that audience? Uh, what kind of, uh, you know, kind of marketing like techniques have you used? Well, I like to call it creative networking. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I've, I've used a lot of, I've, you know, I've used, I've, tr- I've used the, the newspaper medium, you know, locally. But um, <clears throat> honestly, it's just been networking over the internet, finding my peers, uh, which was like uh, an epiphany for me because I honestly when I first started doing this I wondered am I the only <laughs> am I the only one out here yeah, yeah. am I the only one that's doing this and then I I you know as I'm networking and making all of these connections I I had I realized that oh my gosh there's all this other um audio drama out here and and what an, an unbelievable resource that was for me to be able to tap into that has been instrumental in getting the word out about Eye of the Storm. Sure, sure. And, um, you know, I, I think you mentioned earlier uh, to me in an email about uh, the Audio Drama Talk Forum. That place has really come alive very, very quickly. So, um, you know, this, a lot has happened in your, in your series. You're now in the, the second season. Where, uh, wh- where is uh, Eye of the Storm headed? Where's Eye of the Storm headed? You know, <laughs> Eye of the Storm is just headed like a freight train on the rails. <laughs> it's just headed forward. Sure. I don't know where it's going from here, yeah. uh, but as long as as long as these wonderfully talented people are willing to to put up with my my writing and my antics and and they're willing to keep this thing going, then so am I. And we'll just keep plugging them along, plugging them out and see where we go from here but i promise i will promise you that the storyline is headed in very interesting direction very interesting awesome. <laughs> and, uh, and anyone can check that out radio soap.net um you've got all all kinds of great information here obviously you've got all the episodes um via podcast or and you can go download as well as uh, all the stuff on the cast you've got um episode archives credits all kinds of fun stuff so uh, radio soap.net uh, yeah, and we are actually going to add an interactive element to that, to, uh, to the website as well. Oh. Things that will tie into the actual storyline. So that'll be interesting, too. That's in the works as well. Awesome. I look forward I to that. I asked JR if he ever sleeps, and he said no. <laughs> no. no <laughs> just lots of coffee. Get out of it. Fair His enough. mind's just constantly going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, JR, Susanna, uh, thanks a lot for uh, having you on. And, and I definitely hope people are going to check out more of um, Eye of the Storm at radiosoap.net. And uh, have you on the show again uh, sometime as well? Anytime, anytime. Oh, Thank you so much for it. having us. Okay, thanks a lot. And again, that was the creator of Eye of the Storm, uh, www.radiosoap.net. Uh, hear more of that 
wonderful uh, and really fun uh, audio drama uh, podcast, uh, drama drama podcast, I guess you'd say. Um, we will be changing gears again next week. Uh, we'll be staying on the theme of independent podcast producers featuring uh, some of these other podcasts out there you can listen to, uh, people who are not in the professional circuit. We will be featuring uh, Dick Dynamo. He is a space Detective of sorts, uh, sort of like a Sam Spade meets Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy meets something uh, completely different all at the same time. Uh, completely wacky social commentary wrapped into uh, com- insane adventures through outer space. And I hope you'll enjoy Dick Dynamo, and eventually we may talk to the creators of that show as well and uh, continue our survey of the indie uh, podcasts out there. Uh, if you are a fan of this show, I'm sure you are have a bunch of other ones subscribed to on your uh, podcast uh, reader of choice but we will um, also get behind the scenes and talk to the creators i think that'll be a lot of fun uh, now in the meantime you can always check out the podcast and blog at www.radiodramarevival.com uh, previous episodes there as well as more audio theater news reviews and discussion as well as the ability to subscribe to this show if you aren't already and of course you can find us on itunes search for radio drama revival And that wraps it up for this week. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great week.